Hey, Mystic Chick here. Welcome to part two of Sex and the Law of Attraction. This episode builds on information from part one, so be sure to check that out first. For the latest info on upcoming episodes of Happy Hour with Mystic Chick, follow me on Twitter at Chick underscore Mystic. Stay mystical, my friends. Okay, so we have some questions as far as kind of gauging where you are on the sexuality kind of spectrum, but like, what is your view of yourself and your sexuality? Like, I I don't know. Do we have kind of like, what was that pepper rating scale? Is there like a sexuality rating scale? (laughs) Probably (laughs) <laughs> All right. So um, like as I'm trying to, I, there's got to be a scale for sexy scale. I wonder if I Googled sexy scale, if they would actually have one. Let's see what comes up. How sexy are you on a scale of one to 10 on the How Stuff Works website? <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. <laughs> this one is, I don't know if they're going to like make you take a test, which yeah, I think that's that will be something that people have to take on their own. But I'm looking actually for more of a an image of a scale. So let's see. Let's see if there's anything here. Um, oh, the cute to sexy scale. Hmm. So that's an interesting question. Do you feel like you are more cute or more sexy? Or how how would you kind of define your sexuality? <gasps> Me personally? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I need more parameters here. Like, okay. So like, okay, but it's like zero is cute and um, 10 is sexy or <laughs> is it a sliding scale? <laughs> <laughs> this one was more like, you know, they're just two different opposite ends of a scale as opposed to just like, you know, zero is like low. <laughs> it's more just like cute versus like over-the-top sexy yeah i mean i think that i'm sexy but maybe not over the top sexy like i'm not anna nicole okay um i see what you're saying yeah like okay like we're thinking like let's say old movie stars like okay so maybe like cute is like what like um gidget or like maybe yeah or maybe like you know sexy is like marilyn monroe Sure, let's go with it. Yeah, let's I mean, do I don't pigtails versus cleavage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think that I am Marilyn Monroe sexy. Am I Audrey Hepburn sexy? You know, like maybe like Virgo, kind of classy, like keeping it together, but she knows what she wants. I take feel me like to Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston <laughs> is cute. All right, we'll we'll give you that one. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. I, well, and it depends on the mood that I'm in personally. Like, I feel like I can be kind of a a chameleon as far as like my sexuality and like what I express because, you know, if I'm going to a a particular, like, like a crazy Halloween party, um, you know, I sometimes will get a little, a little crazy with my outfits or whatever versus just kind of a backyard barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Fish nuts do not seem to make the cut for that one. Uh, uh, well, okay, I'm a grown-up goth. Like, I feel like fish nets are totally appropriate for a backyard <laughs> barbecue. But my yeah, my my view on this is might be skewed. Okay, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with Susie Sue sexy here. <laughs> That's where I'm landing. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, like if I like when I'm actually trying to channel my sexuality and I'm like going out like on the town or I'm going out on a date or that sort of thing, I think that I probably lean more towards the overtly sexy, but not trashy sexy. So I think I'm more I'm sexier more with like my confidence and my intentions. Yeah, yeah. And I was when I was dating, I think that like just my first relationship too, like taught me that I could be pretty sexy. So like once I was single, I was like, 
I, I was pretty confident in my abilities to attract somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's just I never. I don't know. Yeah. Also, there, I'm a. I'm also I'm a goth, and we wear blood red lipstick to the grocery store. So, <laughs> again, it's a, it's it's a we're we're kind of graded on a curve here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you're so you're kind of perpetually sexy. Like that that kind of keeps up the the uh, joie de vivre, if you will. Yeah, I mean, okay, I guess like when on the outside of the house, you know, like when I'm home, I'm just like in sweats and leggings and my hair looks like it just craw- crawled out of the swamp. <laughs> so <laughs> luckily Virgo lad loves me anyway. So, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we're kind of like off the tree, off yeah. the rails here. Oh my God. <laughs> From sweatpants to, um sexuality (laughs) i mean so so pants can be like part of your sexuality you know like i mean we're all in leggings right now leggings show off your ass that's right that's true but i i think that especially if you're trying to get your sexy back you need to ditch the sweats and i know that's hard in the pandemic kind of atmosphere that we find ourselves in right now but kind of making the effort to getting Putting on something that makes you feel a little bit sexy, whether it is the matching bra and panties or just kind of a sexier top. Or if you're a guy, like, you know, maybe the shirt that just like feels nice on your skin versus whatever you grab out of your closet that's like some coarse cotton thing. I don't know. Yeah, like that's not a t-shirt, dudes. (laughs) I know that feels nice on your skin, but. (laughs) (laughs) Or those athletic t-shirts that are like, like almost, you can like touch everything through them. Like, that's great. That feels sensual and all, but that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I'm just putting forth the effort is what we're saying. Yes. Effort is good. Whether you have a partner or not, um, just kind of getting yourself in that frame of mind and also just kind of like thinking about what expectations you have from a partner, because whether you're with someone or not at this moment, if you don't feel like you deserve pleasure, if you don't feel, if you feel like you're playing second fiddle to whoever you're with, or you just want to make them happy. And I understand there's actually kind of a, I'm not trying to knock the people that are in, I don't, remember what it's called they're in the type of relationship where they just want to give the pleasure oh so like a uh, dom sub yeah kind of mm-hmm. so that's totally fine if that's what you're into and and you know but for people who just kind of are in a different boat and they just kind of feel like well i don't deserve any pleasure for myself like i'm just like happy to make them happy so that i don't lose them then you are not with the right person yeah for you exactly (laughs) Um, and then kind of thinking about like those relationships that you've had in the past both good and bad stuff like what made even in like maybe those relationships in your teens and 20s that are kind of that have the tendency to be a little bit more um explosive in a lot of ways (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like maybe you fought a lot or you broke up a bunch of times but they were really good at you know x y and z x y and z (laughs) how do you bring some of that into your current relationship or you know what are you thinking about keeping on the agenda for your next relationship yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, re- I remember like one relationship I had, like the guy would put on like music before we would do anything. And I actually really liked it. You know, it's like, okay, Aww. let's set the mood. Yeah, let's set the mood. You know, he'd go through, he, he would go through his little thing of CDs and he'd be like, oh, like what, what should we listen to? Like, oh, like, should we listen to this? Should we listen to that? And, you know, choose something like, like, oh, let's put on the Porter's head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember when I got together with Virgo Lad, um, I was do I started doing that just because I thought it was like a nice habit, but he actually ended up interpreting it that I was being nervous with him. Like really? later on, like, yeah, yeah. Like he said to me, it's like, yeah, I remember you were really nervous with me at first because you would put on music every time we were like about to make out. And I was like, 
that wasn't because I was nervous. I was just like trying to set the mood because it was a habit I'd gotten into from this other relationship. That's the other thing. Every relationship is in its own like time capsule because, you know, you're just, you're two different people interacting in a very specific way for yourself. (laughs) But that is kind of interesting that depending on the person, some of the things that you would think to do to be kind of sexy or put somebody in the mood might be construed a different way. Um, And that's why communication is so important because it's like, what is your idea of sexy and what is your partner's idea of sexy and how can you align those things? And like, what are some things that, you know, they think are turnoffs, but you think are necessary things to have happen and you've been doing them thinking that you are like helping things along when really like it's, they're just like getting through it. Like, okay, all right. Are we done with that part? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could say overzealous oral sex could fall into that category. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when the person and, you know, it's like it's not a race. It's not like they're oh, the thing that kills me, honestly, with that is the people who are like they they research it and they're like, well, I'm doing the alphabet now. Yes, yes. The alphabet. (laughs) My God, we don't need to do M, please. I don't even like M. I just (laughs) M. Maybe do the alphabet backwards and see what happens. <laughs> and if you do it backwards, are you a, a Satanist or what? <laughs> but, or, you know, they'll be like, no, there's this specific technique where you have to go counterclockwise. And then, you know, you do a tap dance on the, the hood itself and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God. Just yeah. Right? And it's even just kind of like, this is what my last partner liked. So like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, this is my thing now. And you you have to, yeah, you have to learn what a new partner likes. Uh, Well, and that's, you have to give that kind of like, I don't know, period. (laughs) It's like a, it's not a training period. It's like, you're both getting used to each other, but like, yeah, that's the time where you have to kind of communicate what works and what doesn't, because otherwise they are like, oh, well, that person's not saying anything. So it's still really great. I'm great at this. And moving with that. And it's like, no, no, you're not. No, please stop. (laughs) Please stop. Please stop. (laughs) What's another one? Like certain movements, like if you are to use fingers or that sort of thing where it's like, well, I read the, about this technique and you're supposed to do this. So then it's a come hither and then it's this. And then you you move it around five times this way. And like, it's like you are not mixing brownie batter. Okay. It's a person. <laughs> brownie batter. <laughs> First, now I'm hungry for brownie batter. <laughs> um, but it, that's the thing. It's like, you can't like just watch all these YouTube things or read all these blog posts and think that, you know, it translates perfectly. You have to communicate and you have to say, is this working for you? Like, you know, how are you liking this? Is this okay? Did I do this again? Yeah. That's the thing is that like, if both people aren't having fun, then it's not worth it. Oh my God. That's too, like also, okay. Now, now we're getting into a lot of stuff about consent so I'll, I'll try to just keep this brief is that it's not just about consent it's about enthusiastic consent. It's about doing a thing. And the other person is like, fuck yeah, let's do that thing where sometimes, especially when you're first starting out in like, we're starting out still learning about your sexuality. still learning about what you like and don't like, you don't feel good about saying like, Hey, no, I don't like that. You're like, you're just sitting there like, am I supposed to like this? Maybe it's going to get better. But like if you're the other person and you realize that the person you're doing the thing to is just kind of like lying there like a log, like not really giving, like just not being enthusiastic about it. (laughs) You know, maybe just stop doing that thing. (laughs) Well, there is a line. If the person's like way too enthusiastic, then I'm like, yeah, this this can't happen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) this is great no 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 well okay so pet peeves in the bedroom do you have any i don't know that's from a long ass time ago (laughs) it doesn't have to be recent or it could be like okay i'll start with some of mine like okay it may, may not be pet peeves exactly but like things that i need i need minty freshness 
minty freshness. <laughs> I want to make out with a spearmint leaf. <laughs> I want to be all up in that plant. I thought I was the Virgo. <laughs> I, I do. I have some really, well, cause I'm OCD. So like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, you know, things that need to happen. Lots of things. But anyways, minty freshness is probably like at the very top of the list. I also don't want to have sloppy drunk sex unless I'm also sloppy drunk. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just putting that out there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that just like the mechanics of it all, like I don't want to have to consult a manual like every time. I don't know. Like, okay, here's one from like Tantra. It is like kind of the extended time periods that they have like to have a sexual interaction. Just like I sometimes I'm like, no, I just don't have that kind of time. And I also feel kind of ridiculous. Like, there's stuff that Tantra is great for increasing like intimacy. And there's a lot of like wonderful things about Tantra, like seriously wonderful things. Okay. So Tantra kind of mean it's Sanskrit and it translates to kind of weaving together and you're weaving together sexual energies. You're weaving together like a balance of, of different forces and that sort of thing. And it's really, really beautiful and wonderful and everything else. But you you both have to be in the mood to do things tantrically because it takes a lot of time. And also there are things that can be acted on in a tantric way that you wouldn't specifically think of as tantra, like dominance and submission stuff can be tantric. So that's something to think about. And there's something I am looking at a post from Mind Body Green on tantric sex, but I've interviewed people over the years I've gone to there's a place in Chicago that I actually stayed at once and I will post the link for that I'm seeing if I could pull that one up really quick Tantra Nova that's what it was uh and they're they're really great people there but so there's a lot of things that you can do with Tantra that aren't like specifically sexual that can really help increase intimacy in relationships relationships and also it helps with people who have had a lot of sexual trauma in their backgrounds because it kind of helps you work on healing it can be used for like sexual healing but also just like kind of really digging deep and finding the most subtle energy kind of imbalances and kind of like working very gently and very softly on some things in a very slow manner that kind of brings two people together but if you're not in the right frame of mind, if you're look, doing something like the tantric eye gazing, it just, like, I can't do it. Like, I will look oh, at... Oh, oh, we're like, you're staring into each other's eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. There's something weirdly creepy about that, isn't there? That's <laughs> one of the... Like, my... I tend to be an eye closer, I guess. I don't... I just end up reverting that way. Like, I start, you know, with my intense gaze or whatever. And then it's just like, all right, no, 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 eyes are closed. So... Um, <laughs> but if I were to be like, yes, I'm, I'm looking at... And that's the thing. It's like, I'm seeing the true you. I'm seeing the whole person. I'm seeing your beautiful soul. That's all wonderful, okay? If you're in the right frame of mind. But otherwise, it's like this is just getting weird yeah yeah it's like do, do we have to i fuck each other the entire time <laughs> <laughs> well and then because you start out like there's situations where you just do the eyes like you sit across from each other and you're just staring at each other lovingly looking into each other's souls blah 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 sometimes <laughs> like looking at these messages sometimes you combine it with that um chest move the um what do they call it? The hands on heart circuit kind of thing where I think you're like putting your hand on your partner's heart and they're putting their hand on your heart and you're kind of like breathing together and it's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. And then if you kind of look into each other's eyes, soul gazing, it's also called soul gazing. It could be a wonderful intimate experience. But if you're not in the right frame of mind, it's like, oh my God, can we just get this done so we can actually like have some fun? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I maybe it depends also on your astrology. Like, I see that being so much of a water sign thing. Like, hey, water sign. 
<laughs> let's stare into each other's eyes and feel each other's heartbeats. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like Lad and I are just both like snarky bastards. And I think we would just start laughing. <laughs> you also have to remember that like your emotional side is like your moon sign. And I'm an Aquarius moon, which is very aloof. So I like don't have the patience for a lot of like touchy feely lovey stuff. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, sound good. <laughs> see I'm, I'm a scorpio moon and oh, there you yeah go. so you would think that i would be like really into that but i don't know i feel like scorpios are edgier than the other water signs no they just give that impression that's all good <laughs> marketing that's all that is i could be edgy i could be real edgy okay. well cancer's gonna be edgy too <laughs> <laughs> But let me get cozy first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anywho, so Tantra can be an amazing thing for people um, if they are in the right frame of mind for it, if they are seeking it out to increase intimacy or to kind of heal from sexual wounds in the past. There are organizations, Tantra Nova, which is in downtown Chicago. There's opencenter.org, which I believe is in New York City, but they have a lot of resources on there that, um, and I think they're doing some virtual classes on different aspects of Tantra. So that's something to check out. Also, when, you know, things open back up, meetup.org actually has some uh, Tantra groups that you can kind of seek out. And um, they also, and this is kind of an interesting thing because some of them kind of go into the cuddle party category also. So like they'll do tantric stuff, but they will also have like events where they'll just have a cuddle party. Yeah. Some people really like the cuddle parties. (laughs) Just, um, I'm not ruling it out. I guess I'd like to try one once just to see what all the hubbub's about, but I think see, I, that, I feel like I could see you being like real into the cuddle parties because I'm a cancer. Is that it? Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I see how it be. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Virgo Lad and I would probably just like walk into a cuddle party and be like, okay, we're weirded out now. Just walk right back out. <laughs> you can cuddle me, just don't stroke my hair. <laughs> that's too intimate it's like you know when you kind of sell yourself for love but you're like don't make out with me yeah yeah (laughs) exactly like yeah like no kissing that's way too intimate pretty woman it yeah pretty woman it (laughs) um there's also a book that and i think i actually have a copy i i had done a series of tantric episodes years ago and so we we might actually kind of revisit the topic of tantric sex and that sort of thing and tantra as a discipline but um urban i can tell tell virgo lad that we have to do this stuff for research (laughs) (laughs) well and i was thinking about one of the kind of quintessential tantric Pose it. Well, first of all, I'm just going to say Urban Tantra is the book in case anybody wants to look it up. I think that it has it's in its what edition? Second edition. So that has it's a really well done book. I think I have the first edition on my shelf. I need to look for it. But what was the other thing with it? Oh, the quintessential kind of tantric pose. I'm not certain if it's really like friendly to all types of relationships. Because it's the yab yum, which have you ever done the yab yum? Uh, I don't know what that is. So maybe <laughs> when we get into the uh, po- the um, positions for by your astrological sign, you will be like, did That's... I do this before? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like something that an Ewok would say. Yab yum. <laughs> yab yum. <laughs> um, because you are like your partner sitting there cross-legged and then you kind of get on top of your partner and you're you're facing them and you're kind of wrapping your arms around them. And well, I'm looking this up right now. Like, um... it just... Oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we do this one all the time. Okay. So <laughs> been there, done that. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to, I think you can alter it and still have the experience if you are in an alternate relationship yeah just flip it around (laughs) i'm trying to picture that i'm like uh no i was just thinking that you just kind of move slightly yeah okay all right so it's it seems like maybe it's you could pretty much do it with anybody, I think, if it rocks your boat. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that with the the tantric position. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, toys can be your friend. And that can also probably get you into the yab yum. 
<laughs> you're making it sound I am I like thinking it's less of a gymnastics position than you're <laughs> are we thinking of the same position <laughs> there's one like called like the plow or something where I swear or the wheelbarrow where like there are somebody is holding somebody else's ankles and I don't know I <laughs> Oh no. I I think that was part of my my issue with Tantra was like I can't get in half of these positions. I've got sciatica. <laughs> I'm like looking up this right now. What's the wheelbarrow? I, yeah, please cuz I'm it's like the wheelbarrow and the plow were like the big I don't know whatever you can find on those. I'm trying. There's like no, Yeah, there's there's no there's nothing in the image search except for like actual wheelbarrows. Uh, you have to do wheelbarrow tantra. I, I did wheelbarrow tantra. Oh, really? You're not women's kidding. Health Magazine, the best sex positions ever. Let's see what these are. Oh, come on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now it's like confirm my choices. Yes, I'll do cookies. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. This drawing is not helping me. This poor woman is like, like on her. She's got her hands on the floor. He's standing up. She's oh, like, I see this. Oh, yeah, that's some gymnastic <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, do I, that at eleven at night right, on a weeknight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think that it, it'd be fun, you know. Like, if you're someone who does a lot of yoga, like, <laughs> oh my god. And now I'm curious because at the bottom it says how to do the champagne room sex position. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I I was about to say, like, isn't that just a lap dance that, like, you know, ends up being more than just a lap dance? (laughs) Yes. And, okay, so here's the thing, like, with all these sex positions, and we're going to talk about the Zodiac ones next, but it's like, you probably have figured all these out on your own at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, when you've just, you just learned about the yab yum, and turns out, like, you've been doing the yab yum for years. You've been yabbing it up for years. Yeah, yabbing it up. (laughs) so um and eventually i was going to kind of talk about kundalini yoga in this episode as well but basically with kundalini yoga because i want to do one on just kind of like um kind of firing up your passion in general for life and like getting you more involved in life in a bunch of different ways and i think kundalini yoga will definitely be mentioned in that episode but it's basically kind of the thinking that there's like a serpent coiled at the base of your spine and in order to kind of like really harness your energy as a person, you need to kind of unblock your chakras and like let that serpent roam free. And that is kind of what Kundalini yoga is all about. And it's actually a really fun type of yoga. If you haven't tried it, Um, there's a lot of like sound and chanting involved with it and different kind of like almost primal kind of noises you can make. And it's just, it's very empowering. Well, I am trying to look up a thing here nope 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 i'm not able to look it up but no i know that there was some comic book that i read once that had a whole scene like it was like really hot too like like a whole scene about like kundalini sex so yeah yeah it it is it, it is interesting and like so kundalini yoga in and of itself is just kind of i mean it's not strictly sexual it's just like a life force thing but um it is it goes hand in hand with tantra tantra and all that other stuff i'm like totally butchering that poor word tantra so kundalini yoga is definitely something to kind of check out if you are curious about awakening yourself energetically uh okay where is that link for should we do the the sex positions oh for the signs yes and we also have to still talk about um, sex magic. And we've been like all over the map because there's also actually before we dive into that, some ways to kind of shake things up energetically and kind of like raise your sexual vibration. I'm just going to list these really quick before we get into some more fun stuff. But just some things to keep in mind if you're feeling stuck or you want to get in a sexier place. Feng shui is definitely something to consider just to make sure that you kind of amp up that bedroom energy, your romance area, your relationships, all of that. So, you know, it's that back right corner of your first floor living space. 
just kind of give that show that area some love give it some white or pink or red kind of color in there and couples of anything work really well in there too so like even if it's not in a bedroom if it's a normal room of the house or whatever candle pairs anything in pairs kind of helps that too uh, we talked about Tantra, aromatherapy, and I'm just listening, listing smells, vanilla, cinnamon, rose, jasmine, and our favorite, ylang ylang. Ylang ylang. And while I don't prefer ylang ylang, it is listed as a very sensual smell if it kind of gets to you. If you're like, yes, I feel very sexy with my ylang ylang, then go with it. Um, belly dancing. If you dust dust off your sex toys, <laughs> dust off the sex toys, or even yeah, or even just like bring out the sex toys that you use on a regular basis into some partner sex. I don't know. That's like mixing two worlds, isn't it, Virgo laughs? I'm kidding. <laughs> I was just, is it though? <laughs> Apparently, I'm a little more devious. Yeah. Well, okay, then I'll you know what? excuse to buy more sex toys. It would be really awkward if you were like, you know, dating someone and you're like, well, I think it's time to break out my toys. So don't get nervous because I have one of those like big horse shaped things. <laughs> it's not going to compete with you at all. See I, see, I would say that that is like the true test where like, you know, if the person is like, all right, I'm game, then they're a keeper. You start bringing out your toys and you have like these mega like plugs that are like a foot wide. Like, yeah, I think I, I'm I'm in too deep here. <laughs> Literally. In I'm too like, oh. deep here. <laughs> but I'm bum. <laughs> uh, but that's why communication is so important. <laughs> All right. So watching a dirty movie and okay, here, dirty movies. This can be kind of an area of contention as well. Because... <laughs> funeral flowers that ylang ylang it, yeah yeah that's what it yeah like lilies or yeah good good uh comparison all right so <sighs> dirty movies if you are not in the same kind of everybody has their own thing about like what kind of turns them on and if you're trying to watch a sexy movie together i feel like there is this do you know that the Venn diagrams where you have like the circle of your attractions and interests, and then you have the circle of your partners, and then you have that very tiny little sliver of space in between. <laughs> and that's the kind they of overlap. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of movie you have to seek out. And honestly, for me, I hate like rom-coms. Like, I will not watch, like, any, like, mainstream romantic movies. They just irritate me to no end. If it's not, like, horror or, like, psychological thrillers or action, I'm just, like, whatever. I'm probably wired wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm really not into the rom-coms either, so. <laughs> but then, okay, so then there's this thing about, like, female porn being, it has to be, like, it's been designed by women for women and it's all very soft and sensual and sexy. And it's like, what if you don't fit that mold? Like, what if you just don't want the female porn because it's just too annoying? Yeah. It's really hard because I, well, I just said hard, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it's really hard to find like the happy medium between like stuff that's, made for men that can be like even really upsetting to watch and so oh, it's yeah. made for women where it's like oh, really okay so she's in the diaphanous gown and now they're gently kissing and now like they're <laughs> in a waterfall and like it's <laughs> a waterfall <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's a metaphor why are there so many metaphors in this dirty movie <laughs> i don't want to have to work this hard geez we're 45 minutes in is anything gonna happen <laughs> oh just stop with the kissing already and then you know you you definitely bring up a point with the guy ones where it's like some of them i mean there is a lot of abuse in that industry and there's a lot of girls that you know and guys that and other people that have <laughs> been like really taken advantage of and as far as even getting consent and like what they end up making these people do for money without like 
there's like a huge gap with all that. And so you have to be very careful in kind of what you are even viewing because it definitely affects your energy as well. If you're watching a lot of things that, you know, you wonder if they, if the people have been really kind of sold a bad bill of goods there when they signed on for that thing, it's like, well, I don't know if this is like going to really help me. <laughs> as a person to watch this um, right right but a lot of the guy stuff kind of tends to fall in that category i hate to say it yeah exactly we're like there's way too much plastic surgery going on where um there's i mean if you're into choking then okay that's good for you but sometimes like you're like, okay, so now she's being choked out now. So does that mean that my partner wants me to be choked out? Because I'm not super into that. Like, <laughs> I don't really like to be close to death when I do things, but that's just me. Or does he want to ask me to choke him out? Like, okay, like maybe I can like work myself up to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I mean, okay. And it is kind of like showing each other your kinks in a way. So like, well, yeah, maybe you're really into choking. Maybe you want your partner to be, but that's like, you're, you're also going to have to have the conversation after the dirty movie about like, this is how to do it safely. This, like, I'm giving you consent. Like, this is how I like it to be. And this is my safe word. Or, you know, my safe word is when like you're taking me over the brink. <laughs> right. Well, and that's why I kind of wonder if you almost need to like train with somebody because <laughs> that, that kind of stuff can get really like technical as far as, you know, what is safe and what's not honestly um, yeah, but that's the thing is that you're watching professionals and so they've done this like a million times and they know what they're doing mm -hmm. but like you're an 18 year old dude and you're like oh women like this and start like choking out your, the girl that you're with like don't do that without do any I. warning like no like seriously choking out needs to be a conversation Oh Period. yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that's kind of scary. But I mean, okay. So as far as because we're kind of bordering on two two issues that I I wanted to touch on, but like the first one is kind of with porn and everything. Like, do you feel like if your partner watches it, do you feel like they're cheating on you? Because I think there are some people, especially women, who kind of fall oh, in that category. Yeah, a lot of women get very threatened by it. I mean, I've I've just always kind of been, you know, of the I don't know, of the opinion of like, okay, so I mean, this is what gets you off. Like, I'm not around. I like I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, it has no, it's it's not a thing that has anything to do with me. Is what <laughs> I think the only time it really because I mean I and I'm probably maybe it's my psych background, but it's like whatever helps you get to the place you need to be, that's great. I think the only issue comes in when it's like abnormal in some way where it's or kind of it's like really over the top when it becomes an addiction. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. There was somebody that I had had a relationship with a long, long time ago. And I realized after the fact, like the phone bill came <laughs> Oh yeah. And I was it was Christmas Day and I could like think back on it and I was I had to take a shower to get ready to go to see the, you know, whatever their family or something. I was getting ready for their family and they called the number while I was in the shower. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, really? So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that if you, you know, you're with somebody and yeah, it's either all the time or there's something really, really wrong with it, like, oh, you know, yeah. underage or uh, snuff films or something like that, that is number one, go, go find yourself a safe space right away. And uh, number two, report that stuff to the authorities because that's, that's bad. That is bad news. Yeah, I had a friend once who, um, she was dating this guy, and I think that they, you know, she just, the relationship played itself out. It was a couple of years, she didn't see it going anywhere, and so she, like, broke it off. And I think, like, a week later, he wrote her this giant letter, and he duct-taped it to her door, 
And the gist of it was, I realize now that I was never able to really give all of myself to you because I am heavily addicted to porn. Wow. Well, at yeah. least like it yeah. sounded like that person was going through a 12-step program. I don't know if he was quite there yet, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, but like, but she, she had no idea. This is news to her. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that definitely puts a damper on a relationship. Also, like fetishes, whether you have any or not, whether your partner has any, if you share fetishes or if you have some and you're like so afraid to even tell your partner what they are, that comes up sometimes. Oh, yeah, that that's a big thing. I think especially like, again, now I feel like it's such an out in the open thing. Like people get together and they're like, all right, so what are your kinks? Let's lay them out here. (laughs) It's so much healthier than like what we went through when we were growing up. Oh yeah. (laughs) But yeah. But um, also, I mean, if we want to talk about like the kind of porn that women can be into, like, I mean, a lot of times it can be like not necessarily a movie, but it can be written porn. It can be like slash fiction. It can be fan fiction that gets like super dirty. Fifty like, Shades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that I mean, was so yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, Fifty Shades is bad. There's better fan fiction out there. <laughs> I remember toughing through that book because yeah. everybody kept talking about it. And I'm like, this is so badly written that I can't even. And the fact that she did all her research, this like middle-aged woman did all her research on SM and BDSM, like from one sex shop in like a two hour period of time. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. Um, (laughs) So the other question with fetishes, though, is like, what happens if you, well, two things, like if your partner has one that you don't feel comfortable with, because sometimes if they're like, if that's like a huge turn on for them and you don't kind of oblige, do, do they end up like seeking things out elsewhere? Like, is there a compromise? Yeah, I know. I think that the term, um, I think the term is good giving and game in any relationship, like literally like any relationship, like no matter what the context is that you want to be good giving and game. And that means when a person tells you that, they're a furry and they get off by dressing up in animal costumes, then you're just like, all right, let's explore this. Let's go to, let's go on Etsy and look at some animal costumes, you know, like maybe it's not necessarily your thing, but you're like game enough to give it a try. I like that good giving and game. That's almost corporate. (laughs) (laughs) You can see that on a wall in like a lunchroom at a company. I'm gonna be good giving and game in the marketing space. <laughs> there you go. One of those word. What do they call those things? Those word whatever. There's a they turn them into images, but they're shaped. They're like made of words. Oh, word cloud. Word clouds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So what if though their fetish is something that if the fetish is something scary. Like if they're a straight up sadist and <laughs> you're not like, and you're, you're not like that much of a misogynist, not a misogynist. If they're a misogynist, fucking run. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's but, a totally different episode. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. But if you're not submissive enough to be into what they're like, what they're like trying to dish out, then, yeah, I mean, first of all, that's a conversation like they have to be they ha- I mean, it's more on them again to make the zone comfortable. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be good giving in game, then they have to like make that zone as comfortable as possible and just do micro little baby steps to get you into it and get you into a place where you're like, okay, like, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But they also, they have to be cool with that. You know, it can't just be like, yeah, I'm into choking you out and I'm going to leave you if you're not. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that, that sounds like a whole different type of relationship conversation at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, I know we're going to get the, warning in like 15 minutes and I wanted to cover a couple of other things we didn't even touch on sex magic 
no pun intended. I keep feeling like anything touching, we're like, it's a joke. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the sex magic with kind of having intentions and, and uh, casting spells and using your orgasm as that final blast into the universe. How do you feel about that? Like, so recently I was, I was on the Twitters, (laughs) (laughs) on the Twitters and somebody was asking like, okay, people who do sex magic, how do you even do that? Because when I have an orgasm, that's all I can think about. Because, okay, the thing about sex magic, like just sum it up very quickly is that like, as you're orgasming, you envision your like something that you want to manifest and uh, it's like a like, new car it gets a little weird but yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah maybe you're like you know yeah maybe your fantasy is like having sex in the new car like <laughs> yeah that could work there you go yeah but yeah like i mean whether it's like abundance whether it's a raise at work anything like that like um you kind of um give that shout out right before you come and then like that kind of gives it like this extra push off into the universe and a girl asking the question was just like, how, how do you do that? Which is a, a really good question. And some people had some amazing ideas. Like they said, I'll, you know, like as I'm about to um, have an orgasm, like I'll shout it, you know, like just like you're about to come and you're like, abundance, <laughs> money. <laughs> make it rain. Yeah, yeah make it rain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like probably harder if it's like a new raise at work, but say like you just envision like gold coins exploding everywhere. I mean, that can be kind yeah. of pop. Or I think I read somewhere that like you can have like if your vision board is in your bedroom, like where somewhere where you can stare at it when you have an orgasm, then yes. that kind of helps too. Yeah. Where you don't have to kind of think as hard where you're just seeing what you want to create. Yeah, and one person also said that they write it down on their arm with a pen and then just, you know, like have sex, like as normal. (laughs) As normal. (laughs) Yeah, but that way it's like it's on their body manifesting and they don't have to like concentrate. They can concentrate on the things that's getting them off instead of like, I want to raise at work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think like, and we may end up exploring kind of sex magic in its own episode. I mean, there's a lot to this topic and there's some things that I don't know, like they sound kind of for lack of a better word, kind of gross um, that are also involved in sex magic, like menstrual blood. Oh and... yeah. Yeah. When we, yeah. Menstrual blood magic is its own thing. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, again, grown up goth over here. Like I know plenty about like, you know, the, the edgy goth girls who want to do spells or paint in their period blood or like, you know, they, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, Oh my God, I'm so edgy. I'm so counterculture. It's like, uh, yeah. Okay. Sure, yeah. sure you are. Sure you are. <laughs> well, and I mean, so like it is lifeblood and, and there is a huge amount of energy in menstrual blood yeah but But, okay um, but like uh, actually yeah like so sex magic um manifesting some shit while you're on your period and you're having some period sex i mean like okay there you go (laughs) (laughs) they got that manifesting towel (laughs) (laughs) lay down a towel and part it till it's dry (laughs) maybe maybe one of those um those beach towels with the money all over it see there you go (laughs) yeah and they they have some things where like you can take your menstrual blood and like like carve a sigil and put it like smear it under the candle like on the sigil and that sort of thing so i mean there's like a whole lot of things you can kind of explore in that realm that i don't think we can properly attend to in this episode but it is like for on a very like you know high level kind of view not to go corporate again it is (laughs) Kind of like when you are orgasming, if you have something in mind that you are working on manifesting, give it a shot and no pun intended. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. And then let us know if it works for you, because we would love to know that. Yes. Um, uh, I actually, this is just an aside, but I have a dirty picture in my bedroom that was painted by an elephant. (laughs) Painted by an elephant? Yeah. 
<laughs> and it, I bought it on the National Geographic Novica website, uh, which they sell a lot of handmade goods or trunk made, as the case may be. <laughs> trunk made goods. <laughs> and my elephant, um, he just like painted this really dirty picture. And I just, that is what I stare at. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I forgot my elephant's name. It's like on the the back of it. But um, they had, you know, those elephants that paint all those paintings in like Bali or somewhere out there. And I bought one of those pictures and it's great. It's one of my most prized possessions. Oh, a little elephant. <laughs> a little elephant. But they like, and it, he used like this shimmering metallic kind of rainbow paint. It's actually pretty cool. And it's like two figures kind of like joined, but le leaning away from each other in like some sort of exotic pose. And it's oh, like, I think you need hot. to put this on. I think you need to put this on your Twitter now. <laughs> I, I do. I, I will I actually, because that's, that's pretty hot. So the other thing then, last but not least, because we, we will revisit sex magic at some point. We might have other warning labels for that episode because I feel like it could get a little dicey. <laughs> uh, it won't be for the faint of heart. Let's put it that way. The last but not least is the sex positions, according to Zodiac Sign. And did you check that out ahead of time? Like, do you oh, know? No, no, I didn't. Okay, because I'm going to ask you yours first. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, like, apparently it's, what was it, the, the yub-yub, the yum-yum? Like... No, it is not. <laughs> so I guess you've got your answer. Let's see which, if there's a zodiac sign that does that one. Um, Aries kind of, but one person standing. Let's see. Yab-yum, yab-yum, yab-yum. Yab-yum, that's what it is. Uh, wow, some of these look really intricate. I'm really glad I'm a cancer. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so what's Ooh. cancer? All right. We'll start with cancer. It's actually one that I do already. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, that is actually my favorite position. It's called the watering can. And it's basically, it's a variation of the cowgirl cowboy. The partner is basically on the giving partner is on their back while the receiving partner gets on top. And instead of remaining upright, the partner on top presses their body against the partner on the bottom. So, and the top partner can wrap their hands around the bottom partner's neck and that sort of thing. And the, <laughs> it's getting kind of crazy. The bottom partner puts their hands on the top, top partner's lower back or booty, amplifying intimacy through kissing, yada, yada. So yeah, it's a very intimate kind of, I guess it's kind of a mushy pose. That is a mushy pose. I like it though. <laughs> so, but starting at the top, unless you want me to do yours next, should I do? Yeah, so, so what's Earth sign? Let's see. Oh, I just passed it. Virgo. It's called Aphrodite. Oh, yeah, Aphrodite, nice. of course. <laughs> do you do, do you know it or <laughs> no? No, I'm just saying like that. That sounds like a very Virgo position, but yeah, what is it? <laughs> um, it's like so, like you're sitting on someone's lap, like they're they're cradling you almost. So the the giving the giver sits with their legs stretched out while the receiver sits on top in a side saddle position. Like, isn't that just reverse cowgirl? No, because you're like sitting, like they're holding like a person on your lap, like. Hi, <laughs> Bowie. Everybody, this is my cat. He has things to say. Hi, Bowie. Um, so this might be. This is on uh, Shape.com. It's called Sex. The Zodiac Sex Positions. I think. What is it called? At Hold the on, I'm like looking this up right now. Best sex, sex position, position for your. Yeah, it's called Best Sex Position for Your Zodiac Sign. Yeah. In case anybody, and I'll try to post a link. I, I don't know about this one. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I feel like this is something that I don't know. Like, it sounds good in theory, but would just end up being like super frustrating. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do Capricorn and Aries next. Let's see. Where is my? I lost my link. I lost it. Okay, okay. Here's Aries. Are you still looking? Oh no, I'm I'm still looking. Like I just saw one where like the woman's like in a full split. Yeah, some <laughs> like, of these are very involved. I mean, okay, yeah, like if you, yeah, if you actually I see that being a lot of fun if you were that flexible. I am not. <laughs> All right, so the caliper okay. is 
is for Aries, the caliper. And that one actually looks doable. <laughs> no pun intended. Doable. Because the guy is standing or the person, the giver is standing. It's, I don't know how they break up giver receiver. You're both doing both. I don't know. But anyways, one person's standing there and then the other person's holding onto their neck. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah. So that's that's doable. And then let's see. Capricorn. I'm like all over the map here. Capricorn. Yeah, that looks fine, I think. Coital alignment technique. Wow, they actually have a technique. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they have a technique. (laughs) It's um, known as the cat. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, uh, I think it's supposed to be one of the best positions for clitoral stimulation. And it's like a missionary position. uh, But moving up until they're entering the receiving partner from an angle. So I think people are actually going to have to like click on this link. I'll put it in the show page and kind of check these out because I, I don't even know if like describing them without having like a slideshow going is doing them justice. Some of these are really like Aquarius with the twisted Amazon. I mean, the woman is like the guy is like yeah. on his back and I'll I, just I say, don't like, yeah, they, do that without yeah it like they sound pretty heteronormative too like <laughs> I mean could like just anyone of any persuasion do these like yeah I don't I don't know you're right like I, I think that it would definitely like some of them like Scorpio it looks like it would be more of a fit for lesbians oh what, what's that one called it just looks like scissoring it's probably just scissoring it looks kind of like I mean they're calling it the bow. I'm looking this up. The bow. <laughs> the bow. Yeah, it just looks like scissoring. <laughs> so, um, I think. Whoa, it... whoa. Like, there's one here where um, a person is like suspended in midair between the other person's legs. Again, like, okay, if you're acrobats, like, Wait, which one? Fun. It's called the, yeah, the bow sex pose. Oh, yeah, that was the one that we were looking. Yeah. And then there's ones like the soft rock that look like pretty like missionary-ish. Yeah, like that doesn't sound sexy. Like, Lo, let's do the soft rock. You know what's funny though is I'm looking at Sagittarius, and that is the other go-to pose. Like my my partner is a Sagittarius. I'm a Cancer, and we do this Cancer and the Sagittarius pose. Those are our go-to's. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the exact same thing. I'm getting the exact same images for it as the other as the Cancer one. <laughs> look at that perfect match <laughs> and they thought that like i've always been told like we're a terrible couple <laughs> like i make steam or something like i put out his fire i don't know but no see this is this is just showing that like we're right on target there you go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah so some you're I, i'm seeing the aries poses it really does depend on a lot of factors Maybe. oh i'm looking at the one for leo and it's hilarious it's just I like legs that. spread as far as they can go <laughs> oh my yeah no 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 i can't do that is i would make a leo very unhappy <laughs> i'd be like wow okay um it called the captain of course leo captain of course. <laughs> oh my. Leo goodness. is always the captain. Um <laughs> and the necklace of Venus for Gemini looks pretty easy too cuz the the woman or the receiver or whatever is just on a counter oh, or a yeah. table. It's like okay, whatever, like that's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how adventurous you are. But this uh, this might be a topic that we are going to have to revisit because there is a lot at play with sexuality and kind of energy and just kind of increasing your energy with things such as uh, tantra practices, kundalini yoga, getting yourself kind of in a good place mentally, making sure that you think about the relationships that you've had and like what kind of elements you want to bring into your relationship to have it be truly a sexy experience. And yeah, I mean, I think that we are going to touch on some other sexy topics in upcoming episodes uh, like polyamory. I know we kind of want to dive into that one. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this is kind of like, you know, an opening the floodgates kind of situation here with uh, human sexuality is such a, 
there's so much going on with that. But the, the biggest thing to keep in mind with energy and your sexuality is to remember that the situations that you're attracting don't necessarily have to be the ones that you're desiring. It's all about increasing your frequency. So you're vibrating at a higher level that can attract the good stuff. Exactly. 